Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Michael Rosenberg, and I would like to introduce Jill Karofsky, a candidate for Dane County Circuit Court Judge Branch 12. Let's begin with your opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experiences that qualify you for Circuit Court Judge. Thank you for having me here today. I really appreciate it. I'm running for Dane County Judge because we face some real issues in Dane County when it comes to racial disparity and access to justice. And I want to use my 25 years experience to help address those challenges. I'm a native of Dane County. I grew up in Middleton. And my first job out after law school was in the Dane County District Attorney's Office. I was an assistant district attorney and then I was promoted to deputy district attorney. Every day I was in court, I worked on some of the most serious, some of the most sensitive, and some of the most high-profile cases that came through the doors of the Dane County DA's office. I worked under four elected DAs from both political parties, Bill Faust, Diane Nick Sorensen, Brian Brophy, and Brian Blanchard. And every day that I was in court, I was interacting with defendants and victims and with adults and with children. In 2010, I chose to apply for a job at the Wisconsin Department of Justice to become Wisconsin's very first violence against women resource prosecutor. And in that position, I helped women and children who were victims of domestic abuse and sexual assault every single day. When the opportunity came to expand the work I was doing statewide, I jumped at the chance to do that, and that's how I became the Wisconsin's uh, director of the Office of Crime Victim Services, the job that I hold now. I'm very passionate about the work I do now. A couple of days ago, I received a call from an advocate right here in Madison who was having, um, was having a problem with a woman she was helping. This woman is an immigrant from Africa. She was facing both deportation and being separated from her children. Why? Because she had chose to defend herself against her abuser. So being able to use my legal skills to ensure that people's rights are protected, to ensure that families are kept together, as part of the nonpartisan work that I do on behalf of the people of the state of Wisconsin every single day. I'm really proud in this campaign to have the endorsement of Madison teachers, to have the endorsement of 650 individuals, including the last three Democratic governors, Jim Doyle, Tony Earle, and Marty Schreiber. I have the endorsement of countywide officials, District Attorney Ozan, Sheriff Dave Mahoney, County Clerk Scott McDonnell, and former Dane County Executive Kathleen Falk. I also have the endorsement of 40 judges, 23 current and former Dane County judges who know this job, the qualifications you need to do it right, better than anybody else. That includes Marianne Sumi and the only African-American on the Dane County bench, Judge Everett Mitchell. In his book, Just Mercy, Brian Stevenson wrote, the true measure of our character is how we treat the poor, the disfavored, the accused, the incarcerated, and the condemned. I've chosen to spend my career in public service because that's where I believe I can have I can do the most good. I've spent my career finding justice and righting wrongs. And I have sat next to some of the most vulnerable people in the courtroom, women and children who have been victims of sexual assault and child abuse. I've seen firsthand how hard the system can be on people. And I know about the disparities that we face in Dane County when it comes to racial injustice. I've also tried to do everything I can to make sure that there is justice for everybody in the criminal justice system, and I want to continue doing that as a Dane County judge. Thank you. What do you believe are one or two personal qualities you have that will be assets to your role as a circuit court judge? 
Um, I think one of the qualities that I have is that I'm, I'm a collaborator. Um, and that my time in the district attorney's office, I worked with the sheriff, which is uh, uh, Dave Mahoney, who, who's endorsing me. I worked with other people in my office. I worked with people in the public defender's office. I worked with the judges. I worked with the county executive and, and her staff. Um, and, and we collaborated to make the system work better. One example of that is that we noticed that people were coming to court over and over again, and um, it, was, it was really it was a burden on people coming to court, and it was a burden on the system. So what we tried to do was to move, um, when people came for pretrial conferences, which was their second court date, we made sure there was a judge available in case someone wanted to enter a plea at that time. So instead of having to come to court two, three, four, and five times, people could come to court only two times, and they would be, they could just get rid of their case. They could dispose of their case. It was a, a, a huge efficiency to the system. It made a big difference to people who were in the system, the defendants, because they didn't have to miss as much work or as much school in order to do that. So I think being a collaborator is, 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 um, is one of the things that I bring to this race. I also think the thing I bring to this race is my experience. Um, I have handled over 10,000 of the exact same cases that this judge is going to hear. The judge we elect on April 4th is going to hear criminal cases. And I have handled 10,000 of those exact same type of cases. What do you believe is the most urgent issue you will need to address in the administration of justice as a Dane County Circuit Court judge if elected? The most urgent issue in Dane County, I believe, is the issue of racial disparity. If you are an African-American man in Dane County between the ages of 17 and 25, you have a one in four chance of being in the criminal justice system, 25%. And I think that there are discrete things that judges can do to address this problem. Number one, when it comes to setting bail, Dane County right now is piloting a program that is going to take bias out of the bail decision-making process. They're going to study this for two years, and, if it, and they're going to see if it works. And if it does work, we ought to adopt it, and we ought to apply it to other areas of the system. Number two, when judges are behind the push uh, for, for restorative justice courts, for alternatives to incarceration in the form of treatment, alternative diversion and specialty courts, that makes a big difference. Those things take flight when judges are behind them. Um, my, the, the, I'm running for Branch 12. My predecessor, David Flanagan, who, who's endorsed me in this campaign, he did not leave the Dane County bench until he established a veterans court. And, he, and without him being in that court and staying there on the bench to establish that court, I'm not sure it would have happened. So having judges behind those pushes is very, very important. The third thing judges have to do is be out in the community. They need to be communicating with communities of color, with advocates, with law enforcement, with prosecutors, with defendants, with defense attorneys, to find out the problems that they're seeing and to learn some of the, some of the solutions that they have to offer. Thank you. You sort of touched on this, but in the area of criminal law, which is the current caseload of this branch, how do you see yourself dealing with the constant issue of working to balance the rights of the accused and the rights of the victims? Um, that's, a, that's a very, very good question. When it comes to, to the rights of the accused, it's what really makes America the great country it is, is that we afford rights to people um, when they are accused of, of committing crimes that they just don't, people who are accused of committing crimes in other countries don't enjoy those rights. And we need to make sure that people's Fourth and Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights are protected every single day. 
um, when it comes to balancing the rights of victims. I've actually cr I created a class at the University of Wisconsin Law School called Victims in the Criminal Justice System, and it was a course on exactly this issue. How do we balance those two rights? And it doesn't have to be a, a zero-sum game. You can, be, you can be protecting the rights of, of defendants, and you can protect the rights of victims at the same time, and I, I can give you an example. There are often times when people come to court and they, the, defense, um, the defense attorney needs a continuance. They have, some new evidence has been disclosed. Uh, they're not able to get an expert witness, any number of reasons. They'll ask the court for, for more time in the case. For victims, this can be very, very difficult. Um, they want the case disposed of as quickly as possible. But when, victim, when we can explain to victims why this needs to happen and when a judge does it respectfully and thoughtfully, it makes a big difference to the victim. So we can, we can balance all of those rights. We need people with experience in the system. I bring a unique experience because of all my work um, w with victims of crime and all my work ensuring that the criminal justice system is fair for everybody, both victims and defendants, and I've been doing that for 25 years. Thank you. What do you see are important and innovative ideas for programs to help with the overtaxed criminal justice system and to avoid recidivism by offenders? I think, well, I think that the best thing we can do is leverage all of the resources in the criminal justice system to help people change their behavior. So if you look at, at drug treatment court, what drug treatment court does is instead of punishing somebody for the behavior that got them in the criminal justice system in the first place, drug treatment court helps people address the addictions that they have. And when we can do that, when we can use the court system and leverage all those resources to help people, we've really accomplished something. And it ends up being a less, uh, far less um, expensive to, to, to the community. Both you know, in dollars, it costs less. It costs a lot less to have someone go through treatment than it does to incarcerate them. But it gets to your, your question about recidivism. When we treat the underlying problem, we reduce recidivism rates. I'd like to you know, imagine a criminal justice system where someone enters here and they leave here in a better place instead of here in a worse place, which often happens when we only incarcerate and don't treat the issues that brought them to the criminal justice system first. What innovative ideas do you believe could be used to assist you as a judge in managing caseloads, working with unrepresented parties, and English as a second language speakers, and other procedural issues in your courtroom? Um, that, was a, that was a long list. Can you, I want to make sure I answer all of them. Uh, managing caseloads, yep. working with unrepresented parties, English as a second language speakers, and other procedural issues in your courtroom. What can you use to assist you in managing all those? Yeah, so your, your question really gets at the people that, that I think Brian Stevenson was, is, is talking about. How do we address those people who, who come to court and, and don't, have the, don't have the resources to have an attorney, don't, have the, don't speak the language? It's a huge, huge disadvantage for them. As far as the caseloads are concerned, um, the caseloads in, in, in this branch are going to be high. This, the, criminal case, the criminal courts in Dane County have the highest caseloads. Um, I know how high that caseload is and I was, because I was in the district attorney's office and I had the same very, very heavy caseload. Um, what you need to do is you, you, need to, you need to be a hard worker. You need to still be committed to reading everything that is filed even though you are seeing many, many cases in a day. I did that in the district attorney's office. I would continue to do that as a judge. As far as unrepresented clients, 
we need to do everything we can to make sure more people are represented. We need to make sure that the public, that the uh, people who are taking representation from the public defender's office, that they are paid what they should be paid for doing the important work that, that they do. We need to encourage more pro bono attorneys, like I know the work that, that you do and, and CJI does, to, to be involved. Um, that, that can really help alleviate it. Um, as far as English as a second language, we need to not just have interpreters, but have trained interpreters. We have to make sure that we're not bringing in family members to interpret or friends to interpret. Sometimes that's an easy out in these cases, but we can't do that. We need to make sure that we have trained people so that they are there um, and they understand trauma, they understand the court system, and that they are translating in a, in a professional manner. Um, other, other procedural um, issues, I think we need to... Um, you know, one of the things that I've talked about a lot is, is starting a mental health court in Dane County. I think that that would be a, a very, very important thing and an innovative thing to have here in Dane County. Um, it would alleviate some of the problems in the jail as far as having people who have mental health issues in the jail, and it, it, would, um, it would alleviate some of the high numbers that we are seeing because we see a lot of people with mental health issues in the system. If we can alleviate um, if, if we can help them so that they're not in the system so much, you're going to decrease some of these numbers, and that's going to help. You touched on this, I believe it was in your opening, um, the need for it, but how do you see yourself communicating with the community at large as a judge for the entire county and not just those who appear in your courtroom? Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's a great question. It's one of the reasons that I, I want to run for judge. I think judges, and the judicial code tells us this, Judges are, should be out in the community. They ought to be, you know, talking to all the groups that I mentioned at the, at the beginning, victim advocacy groups, law enforcement, defense attorneys, prosecutors, mental health professionals who are involved in the criminal justice system. Those people are on the front line. I have learned so much in the course of my campaign by going out and talking to people, listening to them, talk about the issues that they see from, from their perspective. Everyone has a different perspective, whether it's mental health, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's victim advocacy, the defense attorneys, and, and listening to them and talking to them. And I think the more judges are out, the, the, the more information they have, and, and we can help the system be better as a whole. Um, I look at, at Everett Mitchell, who, as I mentioned, is endorsing me. Now, Judge Mitchell is out in the community all the time. He's at He's at many, many different events. He is talking to people and learning from them, and he's taking those lessons back into the courtroom with him. And that is what I will do as a judge as well. Thank you. Last, is there one other issue that has not been addressed that you believe is important for the voters to consider in this election? I think one of the, one of the other issues in, in, um, in the court system, and this isn't just in Dane County, but, but something that, that I've observed countywide, and I, I did I mention this a very little bit, is, is what goes on in the, in the courtroom is, um, and how people treat each other in the courtroom. And that all comes from the judge. When you have a judge who is on the bench and is treating every single person in that room um, as a human being with the utmost respect, and I mean everybody, from the, the defendant, the victim, the attorneys, the bailiffs, the court staff, when the judge sets that tone, the courtroom has the tone of a place where people will be respected and people will be heard. Um, when the judge sets a different tone, it's very different for people. And people have people are re-traumatized. Victims can be re-traumatized. Defendants feel like the like that procedurally things were not fair. Um, it's very very stressful for attorneys, and that's not fair to the court staff. So as a judge, I'm going to treat every single person who is in my courtroom with utmost respect, and I'm going to make sure that everyone else in there does the exact same thing. 
What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Well, well first, I'd like, to, I'd like to thank you for, for watching, um, and I'd like to thank you for, for asking me these questions. Um, I just want to want to reiterate that the judge who we elect on April 4th is going to preside over criminal cases. And they're going to preside over criminal cases for two years and probably more than that. There's no policy in Dane County that judges have to hear a different type of case than the case uh, of the branch that they're, when they are first elected. The judge you elect on April 4th is not going to hear um, civil rights cases. The judge you elect on April 4th is not going to hear employment law cases. Um, my opponent hasn't handled a criminal case, not as, a, not as an attorney and not as a judge. And I have handled 10,000 of these exact kind of cases that I would hear as a judge. I think if, if you were to imagine you or, or a loved one was in court as a victim or as a defendant in a case, you, a lot was hanging in the balance based on what the judges, judge was deciding and the information the judge knew, your, your liberty, your future, your rights. We need to elect someone who has experience in the criminal justice system. The areas of law aren't interchangeable, just like areas of medicine aren't inter interchangeable. Um, you wouldn't go to a, to a pediatrician if you, were, if you were suffering from something like breast cancer, and it's the same thing in the law. I have 25 years of, of experience in the criminal justice system. I have the passion, I have the deep understanding of what happens in the courtroom, and I know how courts work and how they can work better. That's what I bring to this race. That's why 650 progressive leaders are endorsing me. They trust me to be fair, they trust me to be impartial, and they trust me to be able to bring all the experience I have to the bench. We face significant issues in Dane County when it comes to the issues of racial disparity and access to justice, and we're taking concrete steps to move forward, but there's more work to do. And as a Dane County judge, I'm gonna work every day to make sure the Dane County court system is as fair as it can be. I'm going to work every day to make sure that justice for all is a reality for people and not just a promise. And I will work every day to make sure the Dane County court system works for each and every person in Dane County. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Jill for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. Please vote in the spring general election on Tuesday, April 4th on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.